Good afternoon and welcome to Apple Store Brisbane. Uh, my name is Kerry and I'm the event coordinator here at the store. Welcome to our Global Accessibility Awareness Day event also. Um, this is one of two events that we've had here in Australia uh, through the Apple stores and we're delighted to have Christopher Hills and Gary Hills here today to talk about um, how accessibility plays a role in their life. I would like to introduce Gary Hills. I'm not sure where Christopher is, but I'll pass over to Gary and we'll We'll get started. All right, thanks, Kerry. Uh, if we could have the iPad, thanks. Uh, look, Christopher's done it to me again. He's shot through. Uh, he, he's around here somewhere, but uh, he did ask me to fill in a little bit for him if ever this happened. So I'm Christopher's dad and uh, his uh, constant companion, uh, some would say carer, and therefore my relationship with him today is to be his voice in some ways, he's prepared me to say a few things and he will correct me if I get it wrong. He's asked me to just quickly tell you what it is to be, uh, to, what, what Switch Control has done for me as a carer. And I can tell you, over the last 12 months or so, we've discovered that Christopher has the ability to open and close his own doors, come, in and ha come into the house and leave the house. He has the capacity to type his own emails. I don't have to be there leaning over his shoulder anymore, helping him to type messages, which means he can have private conversations, which he's never been able to have before. Um, he keeps in touch with all of his networks and friends on, on social media, using his uh, connections through a, a switch as well. So really, it's revolutionized our lives as much as it has his. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute, I got a message here. Right, don't start without me. I'm on my way. I've been having a fracas with Alex. That'd be right. Well, where are you? Sorry about this. <laughs> he, he tends to be a bit flighty sometimes. Uh, we'll get in touch with him and get him in here as soon as possible. Just see what he's up to. Oh, here we go. We're in touch anyway. He's typing something. This is with the magic of switch control. Don't say another word until I get there. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I will shut up then. So guys, if we could have the Mac uh, back on the uh, screen. While he's on his way in here, he, I might as well just show you this. This is a two and a half minute video that Christopher made last year. And it'll give you a bit of an idea of an introduction to what's going on. Christopher Hills, quadriplegic since a birth accident left him profoundly disabled with cerebral palsy. From his wheelchair, he will now express to you how he feels about his disability. Christopher uses a head switch to access switch control which is Apple's accessibility feature, built into all Macs and iOS devices. With this, he has accessed online university studies and video production. He has gained Apple certification in Final Cut Pro 10, and now runs his own video editing business. He has done work for people all around the world. He has recently completed a promotional video for the Clinical Skills Development Service at Queensland Health. Switch control makes it simpler for people with all levels of ability to use their computers and devices. It happened, take the world 
Christopher and Canadian physicist Ross Lockwood are collaborating on the development of a prototype system using switch control to enable astronauts to access iOS devices from a bulky spacesuit. I've uh, recruited a friend named Christopher Hills who helped me uh, develop a new type of interface using some of the accessibility options in iOS and on the iPad. With the idea of using switch control as an interface for an astronaut controlling a computer inside of their spacesuit, I've invented a switch control interface that looks like a glove. Ross's genius for invention and Christopher's mastery of switch access combined with Apple's accessible operating systems make this exciting innovation possible. It's about time you showed up. You leave me hanging in the breeze here. Yeah, I know, I can understand that. So, you want to... Hmm? This one? Okay, I'm just opening this file, which I think probably I should have had open. A moment ago. Yes, I know. Um, I'm here to make Christopher look good. And I do a great job. So now Christopher's taking control of this uh, Mac using his switch. Hi, guys. It's great to be here with you. Today, I'd like to show you briefly how I use switch control on Mac and iOS to access the world with my head switches. I'll show you some of the things Switch Control lets me do on the Mac, and how it's the most powerful Switch software I have ever used in 12 years of switching. Alex, here. Christopher and I usually have an arrangement where I have Thursday afternoons off. However, because it is Global Accessibility Awareness Day, I decided to make an exception. Extremely thoughtful of me, don't you think? Yes, thank you, Alex. It's always good to hear from you. Helpful. Helpful. So what would you like to do first, mate? All right, Christopher's now going to show you the standard panels that come with uh, switch control. Anybody who buys a new Mac will have this all built into the system for them. So you can see a scanning array of buttons on that panel at the bottom of the screen. I hope you can. This is the home panel for switch control. Right, so do you want to show off some of these? Is it too slow? All right, the keyboard. So here you see uh, a keyboard, which is exactly the same as any Mac keyboard. And uh, the, uh, the panel scans through each of the buttons in a regular order, and you're able to select uh, which uh, button you want by a click. The next uh, panel is the... 
Where did it go? Oh, okay, this is the, the, um, the gliding cursor. With brilliant invention. It works like a set of crosshairs. So the user is able to pinpoint a spot on the uh, screen precisely where they want by moving the crosshairs first vertically and then horizontally and then clicking on the exact spot that they need. You can see it's very easy to change the size of the panel buttons for those who might be sight impaired. And uh, what have we got? Scroll down and scroll up here. You want to do that? Um, one of the best things about a Mac that I find as an able-bodied person is the gestures and the swiping and scrolling from the keypad. Christopher is able to do that with, or any Switch user, with the scroll down and scroll up buttons as well. What's next? No. Oh, the dock, right. So you can click on a button that will take you scanning through the dock and to find an app that you might want to open, click on that and that opens. And the system. Okay, this panel allows the user to increase the volume, decrease the volume, increase the brightness, do all the kinds of things that you and I take for granted when we're operating a computer. So there's a volume change just there, yep. What's next? Oh, location. This is a way to quickly f uh, take your cursor to a spot on the screen. Um, to... hey? Not the cursor. Oh, take the, oh yes, move the panel around, sorry. I'm new to switch control, you have to forgive me. <laughs> I just, I just turn it on and let him go. He's instructing me. So yes, the panels can be moved around the screen depending upon where that's needed. So that's the, that's the basic home um, panel in switch control. One of the beauties of switch control, however, is that the switch user, him or herself, is able to customise their own panels. They don't need a carer or a helper to do it. Once they're in switch control, there's a device called panel editor, which allows them to come up with their own uh, panels. Now, Christopher's customised several, and uh, are you going to do that now? All right, so he's prepared a few in advance to show you. Would it be quicker if... So you want me to speed things up? Right. Uh, in, order, in order to make this just go a bit quicker, when switch control comes out of the box, it has certain speed settings, and they're far too slow for Christopher. <laughs> So, we'll just speed things up a bit because he's used to going a bit quicker. So, where do I go? Navigation. Timing. So, you want gliding and rotating cursor speed is five. What would you like it to be? Fifteen. Right. And the auto scanning? All right, we're, oh, in panels. Yeah, that's the one. So, make it 0.35. Okay, so this will just speed things up. Is that all you need me to do? That's better. That better? Much right. better. Much better. All right. So now um, we have we have some panels that Christopher has customised. By customising, that just means moving buttons around in the order that you want, putting some buttons in, taking some out, whatever. The idea is to maximise efficiency because, as you can see, it's a little bit slower than using a keyboard or mouse. So the quicker you can do these things, the better, especially when you're operating with very high-end software like Final Cut Pro. So Christopher has customised some panels specifically for Final Cut Pro. He's now going to give you a demo using those panels of just one little edit in a video. So... 
Do you want me to do that because so, it's quicker? Christopher can do this as a switch user. A carer doesn't have to. But because we're under the gun with time, I'm going to do it uh, for him. So I'm going to go to uh, system preferences, accessibility. And now here we are going to go to open panel editor. Right. This is the panel editor. And we will import some panels that have been previously saved here in documents, I think they are. So is that them there? Double click that. And that's it. So those panels are in there now? All right. Save it. That's a feature. It will automatically restart switch control for you so that the switch user isn't suddenly stranded uh, needing a restart. Right, so it's restarted. That's, that's clever. You know, so this, this has been thought through. So now, is this one of your panels? This is a mouse panel from Final Cut Pro that Christopher customised to use in Final Cut Pro. And um, as it, the name suggests, it gives him options to do things that you would do with a mouse. That's the mouse panel. So Christopher is now going to open. Are you opening Final Cut Pro? Opening his Final Cut Pro software. You've got a library of videos, haven't you? Yes. All right. So do you want me to? Documents. Yep. Do you want me to double click on it? Okay, this is the library that he's prepared just to show you a demo. It's a video he made, was this last year? Uh, or early this year, last year. Once he's done this little bit of a, an edit, he will then play the video for you and show it to you. Now, this is Final Cut Pro. Um, I guess you know this is Apple's high-end professional video editing suite. Um, Christopher is Apple certified in the use of Final Cut Pro, all done with a switch. <laughs> So, what's going to happen? Tell me what you're doing. You're going to put a title in? Yeah. Um, full screen, yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, just to save time. So here, using the gliding cursor, he can find a, a very fine point on the uh, system panel over here. Options panel. He's selected what? Okay. Back along the timeline and drop that into the timeline. So that'll be a title. Right. So you can see the precision with which you can pinpoint uh, a place on the screen. And this, okay. So in the mouse panel, you may see you've got left, right, you've got double click, you've got uh, swipe, you've got click and hold or drag. All the things that you would, uh, you and I would do with a mouse can be done with the click of one of these switches. Also, the real trick to it is being is is matching your speed <laughs> to the speed of the scanner, because once it goes past the button you want, you've got to wait for it to come back. So the key is not to overdo it and be too quick, and not to be too slow either. Okay, that's that's the title. It's a custom 3D title. Whoops. Don't swear. Whatever you do, you're on. You're on. You're being recorded. 
Oops. Say oops. That'll do. All right. You can use that for your title. <laughs> I think that's from notes or something, isn't it? Somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> Just slow down. Just relax. Good. Oh, I see where you're going. You, are you going to pick a material? All right. This, is, this will uh, turn the title into a certain kind of material. Got some options there. Click on that. What are you going to go with? Concrete, fabric, grunge, metal. All right, go metal. All right, so now you can select from the range of metal effects. Okay. Let's turn it into metal. Now, what are you going to do? Animate it. All right, animate it. Rotate. Okay, this is animate, rotate. And what are you going to choose? I'll play the video. All right, so we'll need some sound in a sec. I'm going to play this video with the animated title at the start. Yeah, there was a mistake there. That Apple Store 40 Minutes was supposed to say Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Let's go over to the iPad just now. Um, and we're going to show you not only is switch control usable in on the Mac. Let's hold that up. Is it switched on? But it's also usable on iOS devices. Bluetooth. Okay, Christopher's connecting to his devices by Bluetooth. One of the most powerful things about using an iOS device is gestures. And those of you who've used gestures, you know, uh, swiping and pinching and twirling your fingers and making uh, an app do marvelous things. Um, that is also available to a Switch user. This is a game called Zen Garden. Christopher's going to go in there and just give you one or two minutes uh, showing you what he's doing. The game relies heavily on gestures, and so you'll see the panels that come up in a moment as soon as we get underway. iOS has a slightly different suite of panels and buttons because a touchscreen device operates slightly differently, but it's very similar in many ways. Now, you'll see some of these screens, they appear, then they disappear. That's the way Christopher has set it up. All right, so here's the game. You come into a beautiful 3D kind of place. Now, what's the gesture you're going to be using? Tap first, all right. So tap on a location. Oh, yes, yeah, so you use the point mode, which is like the um, do a left swipe. Is that right? So with a finger doing a left swipe, we get the same effect that you would get using a touch, uh, touching on that screen. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, there are a, a number of games that Christopher has attempted with uh, the Switch, but um, you wouldn't believe it that by tapping one Switch, you can do all of these gestures. So there you go. That's, is that, that it? All right. Now, let's try the Final Cut Pro. We show this video, and then we're nearly finished, and we're ready for some time for some questions. 
While that's still loading, just let me show you, these are the switches that Christopher uses. There are lots of switches out there on the market, but you might see strapped onto his headrest, he has two of these and a third one off to the side. He uses one to control the wheelchair to drive himself around. He uses one attached to his uh, phone or iPad and one attached to his Mac. And they're attached via Bluetooth. He's got a couple of these devices in the backpack on the wheelchair. They're called Tecla Shields. They're made in Canada by Komodo Open Labs. Don't really need to mean to be advertising them, but this is what Christopher's using. And uh, they're brilliant, uh, which, uh, for example, Christopher can go to his office in the morning where his edit suite is. He can use his phone via Bluetooth to open the door, go in, and as soon as he's near the desk, the Bluetooth starts talking to his Mac and it wakes up and he starts work. He doesn't need me at all. And uh, this is one further step in the direction of independence for him. Okay. Let's go to questions. I believe this mic is designed. Kerry, where are you? to be moved around the crowd if there's a question, because this is being recorded, don't forget. Uh, oh, no, there's a mic there, okay. What we might do is, um, if you have a question for Gary and Christopher, pop your hand up, I'll come and bring the mic over to you, and you can answer from there, is that all right? By all means, address your questions straight to Christopher. Absolutely. If you need help with a translation, I'll do my best. Um, I can't promise he won't give you a cheeky reply, though. <laughs> Alrighty, does anyone have any questions? Hi, uh, my question is, do you find that most Mac or iOS apps are compatible with the, well, just accessibility in general, but also switch control specifically? Can you use most, or are there issues you have to work around at times? There are some issues. With apps on iOS, if they're not set up for accessibility, scanning button was switch control does yeah so switch control scans buttons within an app and it has to recognize on the screen what is a button and what isn't and sometimes that doesn't work oh the buttons are labeled yes and switch control does not necessarily recognize the label it will, it will say, what, button one or something, or button two. So a person who maybe is uh, vision impaired or whatever can't use the voice to do that. What else? That's up to developers. On the Mac, I can pretty much access anything because switch control is so good at relating to keyboards and, and a mouse. The only challenge. And, uh, 
if there's a game. Now, I Mm. So if you have to uh, use a keyboard or a mouse with a specific timing limit in a game, it's very hard to keep up with that and uh, and to, to make the game work. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But basically, anything that, that you used... It's so flexible. What switch control? With the panel editor. You can design your own panels for specific apps. Yeah. All right, thank you. Do we have any other questions? Yep, just over here. Hi, uh, I was just curious um, if the jump from Mavericks to Yosemite was a big step forward in terms of switch control. Great question. Christopher said to me just before we started today, Yosemite is king. In Mavericks. It wasn't so good at mouse control. For example, this is is that on the screen, the, the Mac? Yeah, okay. This is called, uh, what's it called again? Rotating cursor. Allows me to point where I want the mouse to go, and then it will go there. You couldn't do that in Mavericks. It wasn't, it yeah, seems as though it wasn't fully cooked really in Mavericks, but it was Yes, okay, it was just new, I know. So there have been great advances, would you say, in Yosemite? What's another thing in Yosemite that's not in Mavericks that you would point out as something important? In you in Mavericks. You can't press and hold a key in Mavericks. You can press and hold. So if I wanted to do something simple, like hold down the backspace key, I couldn't do that. Yes. How often have you held down a backspace key? <laughs> so that's available. So you would say, yeah, okay. All right, we have another question over here. Hi, Christopher. I just wanted to say that, you know, that you're a real inspiration to people with disability and can really make them see what they can actually achieve. And um, 
the other thing, I just wanted to ask again about the Bluetooth module and um, where they're available. It's made by Komodo Open Labs, K-O-M-O-D-O, Komodo, and they're in Canada. I don't think they're... Are they available in Australia? If you Google Komodo Open Labs, not Komodo Labs, because that's a separate mob, I discovered to my shock one day. Komodo Labs, and it's called the Tekla Shield. T-E-C-L-A, Tekla. You can order them straight off their site. These ones are about $400. Which is, which is very expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, for what you get. But the good thing, like, this is the DOS. There, there's a Uno and a DOS, and I guess there's a Therese coming, but this, this, this is the current one that's being used. You can put two switches into it. You can put a serial port into it. There are various things that we don't use it for that can be done with it, but we found them to be excellent. If you send them a query, they're very quick and very good, aren't they? What I'm hoping is... As switch control gets more popular, this will get cheaper, yeah, because there'll be more volume. Yeah. So, there are other devices, I guess, out there that just happens to be the one we use. It uses Bluetooth. Oh, yes, there is the one. It's, isn't it called the Blue? Blue 2. That's right, BLU number 2. That's another option. Yeah, we've tried it. It doesn't. Made by AbleNet. The good thing about that one is. It's actually a switch, yes, it's not a, it's not a Bluetooth transmitter, it's actually a switch as well. So for some people it eliminates the need for, for an extra spec switch plugged into it. But the beauty with iOS devices... Sometimes you need a Bluetooth switch. No. Oh, you don't need a Bluetooth switch. So, for example, on the iPad, it's possible to make the entire screen a switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, in switch control, you set up your switches. You have an opp opportunity to do an external switch or the screen. So for a person who's able to touch the screen reliably, the whole screen becomes a switch. And then the scanning panels still come across, and they just have to tap the screen anywhere. And you don't need a Bluetooth device at all. Uh, 
And, okay. With the Mac, you can also turn a keyboard key into your switch. For example, the space bar. Yeah, so for some people, that works perfectly fine. Yeah. All right, I think we do have time for another question, if someone's got one. I know these girls are doing a project at school. Do you guys have any questions? Oh, cool. <laughs> a whole bunch of school kids. One down. Oh, coming. Thanks. Um, Christopher, um, I believe that iOS and OS X, they both have many great system-wide accessibility features. But still, do you believe that there is some room for improvement? Or maybe you have some feedback for Apple um, what could be improved in terms of accessibility? Yeah, there's a Now, I'm having trouble because I didn't hear the question, and I'm, hear I'm hearing the answer. Improvements. There's always improvements that need to be made. And they are being made I, with each update. But go on. For example, I've suggested that, that, they, that you've suggested that they make the what? Oh, the audio jack into a five millimeter instead of a 3.5. Oh, to make sure my switch fits perfectly into the audio jack. It does. But it won't work as a switch. Yeah. So, so if I could have my switch plugged directly into that jack and work as a switch, I wouldn't need the intermediary, yes. Okay. Great, we've got one last question, if that's okay. Um, hi, Christopher. I was just wondering, do you use only switch access or do you use iGaze technology as well? Um, and second part of the question is, do you conduct workshops around Brisbane? <laughs> so what about iGaze? I haven't tried it recently. Yeah, the last time I tried it, I was about four. It has come a long way, and I don't know. Because Christopher has mastered the switches over the years, we've kind of not been motivated to seek alternatives. But uh, I know that the eye gaze thing has come a long way. And the question is, the other second, was that, was that the question? Yeah, and the second one was, do you do seminars around Brisbane? Well, yes or no? The answer to that is, 
I'm keen. Is that it? I'd be very happy to, yeah. I have to say, you know, a bit of parental bragging here. Uh, for, a, for a man to have an 18 or 19-year-old son who gets so much pleasure out of offering advice and help to others who actually come to him looking for it is a great delight. So, yes, look, contact us. Or, Christopher, you saw his uh, Twitter and his uh, email and his uh, YouTube. Was that all on the screen? Can you put that up? Uh, by all means, and if he can fit you into his busy schedule, I'm sure he would be very happy. To, I'm serious. I'm, I'm running to keep up with him. Um, but if you, if you need some advice or input, he certainly is your man. <laughs> it was basically, Alex was saying on Christopher's behalf, it's been a great delight to be with you, and thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have enjoyed this special accessibility event tonight, we do have a range of accessibility workshops that we'll be running in this store over the next few weeks. Um, they include Motor Skills for Mac, which is in June, which will be very relevant to this topic that we have here, uh, as well as Vision for Apple Watch, uh, so our most recent product, <laughs> um, and a number of others as well. So if you're interested in those, then they are bookable via the Apple Store app and the website. But I would like to say a big thank you to Christopher. Thank you so much. So wonderful to have you here tonight uh, for Global Accessibility Awareness Day. So please, if you could give Christopher and Gary a, a very grateful round of applause, that would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you.